This episode is brought to you by Simply Photos, LLC, photographers serving central Indiana. Check them out on the web at www.simplyphotos46123.com. Hey, everybody. It's Scott with Cue the Smoke, my co-host, Tom, out of the UK. Welcome, Tom. Today, we've Hello. got Josh Lordson on, uh, on the podcast. He's joining us today. You can find him on Twitter at J-O-L-A-U-R-I-T. Give him a follow on Twitter, folks. Um, he is a capo in the Brickyard Battalion. Welcome to the show, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, no. It's, also, it, con- go ahead. I was going to say congratulations for also getting my last name on the right tr- on the first try because <laughs> you're one of like five people that have ever done that in my life. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Josh, do you see my last name? Uh, yes, and respectfully, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, we had an episode we recorded a couple of days ago with Brad Howder, and you can ask Tom. Blew me away, and you'll hear it Sunday. I, yeah. I, I was floored when when that happened. And Tom, I'm still <laughs> looking on Google, and I can't find the info, but I'll find it. So yeah, Josh, it was pretty interesting to have Brad on the show. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about last night's game. Obviously the wind was awesome. We needed the three points. It puts us back in the hunt for, for a playoff position. We started off the second half of the season. We are on the right foot. We're making progress. Um, your thoughts. Um, so first I'll say that last night I actually went to, um, Union Jack last night for the first time since probably 2019. So that part was exciting. And like, and going into the match, um, I think I spent the first half of it um, complaining about the playing surface because there were just divots everywhere, and it looked like Sod was just coming up every time, like, we were trying to go into the attacking third. Um, yeah, I saw Twitter. I watched your Twitter, and just about every Indy 11 fan's Twitter was doing the same thing. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, Andrew Fry made a meme about it, like, during the entire first half, like he was sitting across the table for me, just working on that the entire time. <laughs> Love it. So we need to get him on the show, obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously you need to. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, mean, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, what did you think about the announcers from Tulsa? Because I was yawn fest for me. Um, so watching at the pub, I could barely hear them. And in the parts where I could hear them, it was like, like I had to like remind myself like oh, wait there's people on the other end that are supposed to be calling this match and they were almost like it felt like they were completely non-existent yeah they were pretty bland pretty monotone um tom got the feed his youtube feed and unfortunately he was subject to the Tulsa commentators too um we just did an episode with Rock and the Rice and he got the windy feed the uh, WNDY feed with Brad and Greg um, so yeah, lucky him, obviously. So uh, I, I think that's a yeah. testament to how spoiled we are that we have, um, Greg and Brad calling all of our matches. Oh yeah. Well, 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 see when, when they play away, uh, unfortunately I don't get the option, but. Well, Tom, we already talked about the option. Brad said he'd pick you up at the airport. Amanda <laughs> said, Amanda said, you got a place to stay. And I'm sure there's plenty of people listening and in the Brickyard Britain that will feed you and the family. So I don't think there's any excuse why everything has to be quote unquote technically away. Yeah. Yeah, we'll even take you to the pub. So there you go, Tom. I, 
you know, what are we doing here? Right? No, we'll get to time. When that happens, we're going to have a massive party. You know that, right? Yeah, so, I can't, honestly, I can't wait. Yeah. So Josh, let me ask you this. How long, uh, how long you been with the battalion? About um, the, so the first match I ever went to was um, the spring season finale in 2015. And I look back at that and like having never been to a match before, not knowing what was going to happen, um, kind of being spoiled by that one because Indy won 3-0 to Edmonton. He can remember them, but... Yeah, so you've been six years now? Yeah, about six years now. Ca- casual fan to Capo? How, yeah. How, like, how'd that happen? So at first it was, um, I'll be totally, like, so I'll be totally honest and upfront with you. Um, I went into it not knowing that much about soccer or some of the nuances of it. Um, I had been, like, I had heard that Indy got a team and I had just been watching throughout 2014, like, like because I didn't know anybody else that liked soccer. Like, none of my friends did. Um, none of my family members did. Slash, they still kind of don't. Um, <laughs> gotcha. But it was, but it was something I was watching on TV. Like, this looks really cool. Like, I have to get out there. But there was that whole like, and I have, um, I have really bad social anxiety about a lot of things. So then it was like, I don't really want to go to this by myself. I need somebody there until something finally clicked on me where, and I know this is supposed to be a PG show, so I'll try to keep this as clean as I can. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem. But we are talking Brickyard Battalion, so yeah. Yeah, The opposite of how I am in the stand. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it got to the last game of the spring season, and I think something just went off my head where I just said, well, F it. This is just something that I really want to go to. I want to see what like, I want to see what this is like, like what actually happens there. So I bought a single ticket to the Brickyard Battalion um, because that seemed like that was the fun place to go to um, within like five minutes of even just standing there. And I didn't know any of the songs, like I didn't know any of the people, but even like being in that environment, it was, it was like, I was hooked. Like I had to keep coming back. So, so, so wait a minute, you've got, you have a little bit of social anxiety or is it anxiety in large crowds? Or is it the um, opposite? Um, I'm gonna say yes and yes. Wait, okay. So, but you're uh, now. This is interesting, and that's interesting because you've become a part of something that you would think would have bad complications with that. But it sounds like you found yourself right where you need to be. Um, I would say kind of, yes. Like, and the whole, like becoming a capo, like before, like doing any of that was, it wasn't an immediate thing. Like that all started in the latter half of 2019 and we'll get into that later, but it was kind of just like gradually, like step-by-step, like trying to ease more into it. And then the desire to want to get more involved with Brick Air Battalion and, you know, some of the affiliates that are around. Um, so like, and again, none of that happened overnight. That was more out of a desire of like, I like, I kind of like, like, I like what they're doing here, but I don't like, I like being here. I like, like everything that goes along with it, but I don't just want to stand on the sidelines. I don't just want to be a person that just shows up for 90 minutes, two hours at a time. And then 
as soon as that's done, like just pack that away for a week and then say, well, okay, I guess I'll come back here in a few days or like one week, two weeks, what have you. Gotcha. So, so how did the capo come about? Did you ask to be one or did somebody reach out to you and say, Hey, do you want to give this a try? Um, for listeners out there that obviously uh, Amanda did her segment and I obviously want you to go ahead and promote the battalion and get more people involved, obviously. But, you know, if you could give them some insight on how to become more involved and how maybe there's somebody out there listening that says, you know what, I want to be a couple, but I got no idea how to do it. How does, how does that happen, Josh? So I'll answer on like becoming more involved first because that was just the next logical step. Um, as soon as that 2015 season ended, like I kind of just made, like I made the decision on my own that like, like I like, and by then like towards the end of 2015, like I started knowing more, I started meeting more people. I had a like decent group of friends that I actually met up with all the time that I actually started sitting with, but it was, but it was like, I kind of want to get more involved with this. Like, cause like, because I like what they were doing, like, not just, like, from a match day standpoint, but things they were doing around the city, and, like, volunteer opportunities, and wanting to help out more, and that was something I said, like, I got to get more involved with this group, so, like, any op volunteer opportunities they were doing, like, I think I remember the first one I did was planting trees along, like, Eagle Creek, as the first one I ever went to, oh, okay. or, all, or all the times later in the season where they said, Hey, we're doing a TIFO build. Does anyone want to come paint for a few hours? And like not knowing anything that was going on with that, it's like, yeah, I'll come do that. And so, again, that's how I met a bunch of people. So it kind of just organically grew as you became more involved with the battalion. And, and that's kind of a cool thing to let the listeners know that it's just not the 90 minutes match day. The Brickyard Battalion is in the community, doing things for the community, becoming involved in the community, becoming part of that community. So folks, you know, if you've got the interest, if those things, find one of the Brickyard Battalion folks at a match, pre-match, tailgate, hit them up on Twitter, um, get connected. Uh, how can this ever be a bad thing? If we all have the love of soccer, which is a common core for all of us, and then we become better in the community and we better serve the community, then ultimately that's a good thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I agree 1000% there. And we're going to make I mean, Tom an honorary British Brickyard Battalion member. I mean, you got to start the, the UK BYB over there, Tom. <laughs> and then bring them I mean, all over because you all have standing invitations yeah there you go i think we're on to something i mean yeah i like amanda amanda's episode obviously we've got so many um so many good comments from amanda's episode that aired already um i mean i think she said it said it all really obviously josh is just um elaborating on it but yeah it's it's a lot more than just a supporters group Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Josh, just just for yeah, just for our listeners too. Any new chance coming by chance, or has there been discussion of maybe coming up with some new stuff? How does that work? Um, um. So, I know the old way of doing that was somebody would have an idea and they would like they would try to share it on like the private Facebook group, and then maybe during a match, like towards the latter, like. 15, 20 minutes of it when we try to demo it and, you know, 
some of them work and some of them um <laughs> crash and burn for lack of a better term don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah gotcha <laughs> so it's it's a group effort so somebody in the battalion can say hey look i you know let's try this and we is it just kind of an open discussion and then a capo takes it and said okay we're going to do this so a lot of, a lot of the ones that i've seen were um including a link to it but usually like a youtube link to say like here's the okay. song that we're going to try to do just to kind of get the melody of it and here's the words that we're going to change so we can you know make that more relevant to what we're doing gotcha gotcha so um what are your responsibilities? What What is a capo's responsibilities? If you had to sit down and write a job description, what would that look like? Um, so I'm going to give the, the kind of spark notes version of that. Um, basically what they told me during the first, the first time I ever did that was um, your job's, your job is to make sure like you're keep, like you're keeping the energy going the whole time. Like not just, not that we're in this section over here, we're just gonna sit on our hands and you know try to keep it as quiet as we can. Like and like I'm pretty sure they picked me because they just saw the one person that was like very consistently jumping up and down for <laughs> 90 plus minutes and <laughs> always wanting to scream and shout and sing at the top of our lungs, whether we're up like three nil to somebody or we're getting decimated like 10 nil. But so so you're saying it was a working interview and you didn't know that. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Comes with, yeah. does it does it does the job come with a waiver? Because I heard you got injured. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> um, so we can get into um, game day prep later, but I always try to stretch before I do so. And that one day, <laughs> um, I had like my day like I'd worked my day job up until then, um, six a.m. to six p.m., and then immediately drove over there, so I didn't have as much time to get ready. And I think it was during one of the um, jumping sections that I pulled one of my hamstrings. <laughs> we don't mean to laugh, but that's, yeah, that's, we're, yeah, we're, laugh way, not the we're worst, laughing with you, Josh. Okay. Which, by the way, not the worst pain I've ever felt in the stand, but we can get into that later too. But. <laughs> we can save that for another episode. <laughs> so, so no, that insight is incredible because uh, I will tell you my story and, and I haven't been in, you know, I, I'm a huge soccer fan. I love soccer. Finally, this year, did the whole season ticket thing. My son's old enough now where, hey, it's father-son time. Um, we we bought seats, but we never sit in them. We're always hanging out in the end line. I did meet you uh, a couple matches ago in the parking lot, and I thought because you had a Slaughterhouse T-shirt on, and I kind of walked up, introduced myself. I don't know if you remember that or not, but that – Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay, cool. Okay, so fair enough. So – yeah, we've gone down by the Brick Arab Battalion. We actually sat with you guys at Loose City, my wife, my son, and I, which was a blast. We had a great time. Um, I take a lot of pictures. Um, Indy 11 has been very accommodating to me personally by letting me have a day media pass, letting me bring my better cameras and take pictures. I give those pictures to, to Tom. He does his magic with them. Um, but like you said, it's, it's organically starting to grow on me, be, become more and more involved. Thus this podcast, uh, wherever this takes us, it takes us. I have really no set expectations for this. I just want this to be a place where fans can come 
speak their mind about the team, good, bad, or indifferent, and then promote what they do, especially the Brickyard Battalion, because it is such an integral part of what and who the, the Indy 11 are. I, I, I don't ever imagine Indy 11 without the Brickyard Battalion. It's almost like you are the identity of the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is very much like you need, you can't have one without the other. You need both of them to, um, you need both of them to show up. You need both of them on the same page. Absolutely. And, and, the, and I will tell you, uh, just from what I saw in Lou City, the players, the players acknowledge it. Uh, the players love it. And quite frankly, we're probably the loudest cheering section that I've heard so far, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, we are, they're so loud. How can the players not acknowledge them? Yeah, and Tom, Tom, your perspective is absolutely incredible because you're not there live at the game. So when you hear these other teams, and we'll use Tulsa last night as an example, yeah. I didn't hear I didn't hear much of anything. No, I heard I heard a little bit, but yeah, not no nowhere near what you would get it in an Indy Eleven home game. So, Josh, that's that's a huge tip of the hat to you. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. To say that's why you'll since like and you'll always hear like during a home match during a home match you'll patch we go into the part of the chant of can you hear you know insert name here sing and then right. it gets way more vulgar and I can't finish the rest of it on the air <laughs> here, but. yeah yeah and it and it's yeah it, it it's it, it's almost um here's an example for you Josh last night watching the game my stun my son starts breaking out in chance the clean ones that he can that he knows right he's <laughs> he, he, he he we're sitting There's here watching the game yes you know what i mean yeah but you know the boys yeah. in blue oi 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 la 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 he's singing those um sitting on the couch watching the game and that just to me puts a smile on my face because i know if it engages him at 12 i can only imagine other kids other fans other families um engaging and and really i took the name of this podcast from you guys oh, let's be real cue the smoke yeah. i mean it's not yeah. like i came up with and sat around and brainstormed i'm like okay this is easy cue the smoke even got a cool t-shirt that i didn't realize i forgot indy 11 sold them so i bought myself a t-shirt <laughs> but i love I, you know it was funny I, i'll tell you a quick story i was i was photographing a game on the inline when jordan before jordan got hurt and uh, was it the Pittsburgh game or the one right before it? I can't remember. And I apologize. Um, we had scored a goal and the wind was blowing in such a way that when you guys let off the smoke canisters, it enveloped the whole field. Couldn't see. Do you remember that game? You couldn't see oh, yeah. <laughs> anything. And Jordan turned around, looked at me and goes, dude, I love this. That's what he said <laughs> when he looked up and saw the smoke, you couldn't see half the field Tom, And we had the ball in that end, you know, on that third of the field. And I'm like, what a great way to score because nobody can see crap of what's going on. But Jordan yeah. just looked up and goes, man, I love that. And I've got a picture of it. And you know, it's one of my favorite pictures I took of that game where Jordan's kicking the ball and there's all that smoke in the background. Um, and, and that's another thing we talked to Amanda about too, was, the amount of smoke used at a game versus 
other teams. Last night, the FC Tulsa, somebody said it on Twitter, and I agree, when they lit those fireworks off at halftime, I thought my TV was broke, quite frankly. I'm like, what was that atrocity of noise that just came through my TV? Um, so, and that's why the field, and that's why the field was bad because they blew their budget on pyro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Uh, how many capos at the battalion, Josh? How many? How many are there? How many assistants are there? Is it? Is do you have like? Is there like a ranking section, or is it? Are you scheduled? Go ahead and tell us that whole how that all works out game day. So in total, I want to say there's usually about six, seven, maybe eight of them. Um, in the past, it's usually been two people per stand, but um, I think we've taken the precaution of just putting one in there for now. And I believe the plan is to put two back in there. Um, there is a schedule. There is a schedule for that. It's created by Amanda, um, who will usually maybe three or four days before a match will put out a message saying, hey, we need X amount of people for this. Who wants to do it? Okay. So it's a volunteer schedule and it's not really set. So she'll just put out the call saying, hey, we need X for this match. And then everybody just kind of jumps in. And then usually, and then usually about 24 hours before is when she'll um, post what the schedule is supposed to be for that match. Like one person's supposed to be here while the other is here. And generally it's for just a half. Gotcha. Um, in the past, in the past, we have had people do full nineties, but that was also wow. when we had a retractable roof that we could close over us, and it wasn't a thousand degrees in that. But yeah, uh, but there is yeah. The, okay, so we had Lucas, but I think Lucas was nice, but I think the mic, you guys sound better, even though it's outdoors. And I'm someone. And that's something that very much um, says that sports should be played outdoors. Like, I don't like dome stadiums. I don't like retractable roofs or anything like that. Um, and well, I did I see that you're a Packers fan? Oh, yeah. So, well, the there you go. The last time I went to Lambeau Field, it snowed. It was awesome. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so there you go. I'm not going to tell you where I'm from because you'll hate me, Josh. But I can just tell by the last tweet and the picture you put up with that certain football player. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah folks go look Fair at enough. josh's twitter he'll know exactly what i'm talking about but no i agree Fair if you're going to play a sport if you're going to play a sport made to be play outdoors play it outdoors no i i agree um so first half of the season do we just write it off forget about it we're still in the hunt what do you think um, what was, give them a grade i've asked everybody so far to give a grade on the first half of the season so I can't write it off because I've literally been there for half the matches. Um, I think I would agree with the last episode I listened to was Amanda's. And I think I agree with it. It's probably a solid C, C plus like for that. Um, and I know a lot of that deals with, we went through a coaching change midway through that and it's trying to regroup and you know, not, necessarily go forward with what Martin Rennie's vision for the team was. It's what Max Rogers vision for the team is. And, you know, there's some positives with that. And of course there's some negatives that go along with it. Um, it does, even at the midway point, it still looks like a team that's still trying to find its identity. And 
I think I made the joke at the pub last night. Like, I want to know if there's at least two consecutive matches where we've had the same lineup because I don't think there has been. But, and yeah. I know, like, consistency and chemistry is important in any sport, especially one that, you know, runs continuously and almost never stops playing unless he's really hot and you need a water break. But Right. Okay, so let's let's talk consistency. Yeah. Last night, different lineup. Tom got his wish. Arteaga yeah. and Hamilton up front uh, with <laughs> Wild. So you had three attackers up front that could score from just about anywhere. We win the match. Do we do the same lineup again next game? Um, um I would maybe like to say I would like to see Hackshaw maybe starting. Obviously, I don't know where he's at. If he's like fully match fit or whatever, but I think Hack probably the only change I would make was maybe Hackshaw. Josh, your thoughts? And last night felt kind of weird watching it because it did feel like a tale of two halves, like the first one. And I know um, we were going towards the quote unquote bad side of the pitch the entire first yeah. half. And like I kept watching that and kept thinking, like, there's going to be a really bad bounce and somehow that's going to work out horribly in our, like not in our favor as soon as that happens. And then thankfully that didn't happen. Um, but it looked, but it looked like no team could really like get it going on that half. It was always waiting till you can get to the better one to really start making it happen. And, and I think I did during the first half, like, cause Eric Dick was on that one side and I saw him make like, three saves within a span of 25 seconds. And I know there's the principle of if your keeper's having a really good match, it means the other 10 aren't having a very good match. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my son's a keeper, Josh, and I've always told him he's come off the pitch before and said, dad, that game was boring. And I'm like, yes, that's what you want to hear from a keeper. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to hear, man, I worked my tail off today. That never bodes well. But yeah, you're right. It was almost like the tail. It, it was almost like the pitch was actually dictating the game to a point. Um, yeah, that, that I, I don't know. We, I, I'm just glad we don't have to go back anytime soon. And, and hopefully, yeah. so, hopefully someone from the USL picked up the phone and called Tulsa and said, look, uh, do something, <laughs> please. Uh my Maybe fear dangerous. <laughs> my fear was somebody getting hurt, especially when you line up to take a shot and that side's coming out from underneath you. Um, I'm talking ACLs, MCLs, meniscus tears, all kinds of weird stuff can happen on loose side like that. So um, and then when we did score, how many people held their breath for 10 minutes? I know I did. Um, I can tell you that everybody at the pub last night did the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, and it was like, and it's, it's not like, unfortunately, that's not an isolated incident. That's something that's, you know, over since 2014, like as soon as we get even like a one score lead, like that late in the match, it's, it's almost like, oh gosh, there's still time. It's like, oh gosh, there's still 10 minutes <laughs> left of this match. <laughs> yeah. I immediately yeah, put out a gift with, go ahead, Tom. Yeah. No, as I say, it's, it's been happening quite regularly where we tend to score a goal or, and then concede straight away. So, yeah, the until until we scored that second one, it was a yeah. watching, it through, watching it through gritted teeth, yeah. 
That's why I put the uh, Michael Scott reference up from the office when he pulls his feet <laughs> back. Like, yeah. yeah, here we go. We scored now. Are we going to concede? Because that seems to be a, a bad habit that we get into. Uh, but I do think last night was great for the confidence of the team. Um, it was great to see the whole team come out, you know, and celebrate Vessel's goal. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're heading in the right direction. I, I, you know, it's too early to tell. We'll find out the next match, obviously. But um, I, I can't wait to see the starting lineup just to see what happens. If Max Rogers checks it off and goes, hey, we won 2 nothing with this. What Do we try it again? Maybe we put Hack in as a starter based on his health. And, you know, maybe he has some lingering issues with pneumonia that we got to be careful with, obviously. Uh, hopefully Jordan's back. I, I think that will be well, even though Eric and Bobby have done phenomenal in his place. It's always good to have your, your, your number one keeper for consistency sake back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously looking forward to it. Um, can you give us um, real quickly? Cause we're, we're going to get short on time here, Josh. And I would like to have you back and maybe do an episode where we do a day in the life of where uh, game prep, what you go through pregame, what you go through during the game, and then obviously postgame, what you go through. These things that the Brickyard Battalion brings to this team does not happen like magically, like some person waves a wand and poof all this stuff happens there's a lot of coordination going on behind the scenes that i would like for you to be able to expound upon for our listeners. oh absolutely oh absolutely i'll come back yeah and i and it's funny i actually put up i don't know if you saw it or not hey how about just recording the brickyard battalion for a podcast episode but then i quickly realized off the most of the responses it would be 30 minutes of beep so that would yeah, be. my good friend John, who's a Louisville supporter, um, pointed that out. <laughs> Was that him? Okay. They, yeah, that's the one who said, look, dude, you're going to end up with 30 minutes of, of nothing but total beeps. Um, yeah. So, Josh, as we get ready to finish up this episode, anything you want to tell the listeners? This is your next five minutes is, is yours. Um, so I think I'm just going to touch up on um, – what I was talking about for about the previous 20 minutes. Like if you've ever, like, if you've ever felt like, like I kind of want to check this out. If you've ever had like any kind of curiosity, whether, you know, you've been following soccer your entire life or you're like me and you just happen to see it on TV one time. It's like, yeah, that looks kind of cool. Um, the thing I can tell you is just go, like, just go to a match, like a match, like, like even like go hang out the tailgate, like see it like go meet some people there there and i know i can only like speak of my experiences of just gradually going to more tailgates and meeting more people and like and how that's worked out like out like i've met some incredible people like people that i i refer to as like some of my best friends like even to the extent of saying like the byb is almost like a second family to me um but if there's any part of you that's ever wanted to go or get involved or even just see, you know, what is going on, like, just, like, just go to it, make yourself available, make yourself available to it, like, take any volunteer opportunities that come your way, whether that's, 
you know, what they're talking about right now, like trying to find coaches or referees for youth for this youth league that's going on or like showing up for a TIFO build or just saying like, hey, I can help set up the tailgate or help you tear down afterwards or like anything like that. Like just go for it. And and even the same as like for being a game day capo, like I've had people come up to me saying, saying, I think I want to give this a try. What do I, it's like, what do I do? Like, how do I do this? Like, don't worry about any, like, don't worry about anything. It's basically you standing in front of at least a few hundred, a few thousand of your closest friends, like all on the same wavelength. Like they want the same thing you do. Like just go out there and just go. Like that's probably the best advice I can get for you. Awesome. So how do they find, uh, obviously at the game, we know where the Brickyard Battalion is. You guys are on the, uh, that would be the West end of the field. You have your own section with the smoke and the banners, but during or pre-match the tailgate is in parking lot a still. Is that correct? I believe it's going to stay in a, I think we're trying to get it moved back to B, but you know, by the time this goes out and probably for the foreseeable future, it's in plot A. Okay. So, folks, yeah, look for the canopies. You'll see them. You'll see a bunch of people congregating. Uh, Amanda said free beer. So that should be like enough for everybody to kind of show up. Uh, <laughs> she did. She did commit to free beer. Didn't she, Tom? When yeah. We had her on the yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. She committed to free beer. Uh, free beer would be enough for me to go. <laughs> but uh do you guys have any identification during the game? I know some of you have lanyards. Some of you have uh, the armbands. So if anybody is interested, obviously stop, say hi, um, check out the Brickyard Battalion. I know they would be more than welcome. They're very welcoming people. Get up in the stands, get a different vibe. Just standing, standing with the Brickyard Battalion is a different energy than sitting in the stands. And, and I think, and I know, if, go ahead. I going to say, I know, we, like, I know we say some questionable things during the match, but, you know, nobody's going to bite. They're all totally welcoming. They're totally accommodating. Like, because again, they all want the same thing that you do, which is, you know, the best experience possible and like the most welcoming atmosphere possible. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, any parting words, any words of wisdom, anything you want to add to this? Uh, no, I think Josh is obviously the same as Amanda, uh, cleared quite a lot with regards to the to the B by B and the and the cat bones, so yeah, and then it's 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 yeah, it's great having you, Josh. We do appreciate that. Um and obviously I got a list. Um I was yesterday I was sent a list of just about everybody in the Brickyard Battalion. Um so I'm gonna have to start reaching out to the obvious people. You know, Zach McNulty. Um, I definitely want to, uh, I reached out yesterday. and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. This, my Twitter feed is just going crazy trying to get him on the show. Um, <laughs> your, your media director, your social, your communications guy, Josh, who is that? Oh, Seb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. get him on. Yeah, like, if you could like kind of, a, yeah. go ahead. Like he's a, like he is a fantastic human being. Like he would be great on the show. I don't know about you, but I sounded really good in these headphones. 